are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge with Sean McGuire. Join the conversation at 402-342-1290 or at 800-577-1290. Once again, direct from the American heartland, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Well, whether you're out running errands or if you're heading down to the game, we appreciate your time here on America's Healthcare Challenge. 402-342-1290 402-342-1290 if you have any questions uh, for us here in the last segment. We wanted to get through all of this uh, really important information. And now, I guess knowledge, Stuart, is the right word. You're sharing knowledge with us because of uh, all the experience uh, that you have in the industry. So we appreciate you having a, you, you coming back uh, to the program. Uh, let's uh, Happy to do it. Yeah, that's great. We, um, are we on the, the largest share of working population? What, attri- what attributes stand out when talking about millennials? Well, actually, millennials? We're, we're the one just before, and okay. I'll try to plow through that as, as quickly as I can uh, and then go into that last segment. Uh, more than 60% of millennials and 59% of Generation Xers say that cost is their main consideration. Uh, only two, uh, 42% of baby boomers you know, feel that way. When it comes to taking control of the health care and overall health, millennials most want an encouragement and help from their health care uh, versus the other generation groups. Over 80% of millennials and members of the Generation X group are likely to shop around for both a health care provider and a health insurance provider. So they may not be the most stable inside of a group. You know, they want to make sure they, they, you know, they have the absolute bottom line. But I think... In the marketplace in general, Sean, uh, when they come back to bottom line uh, value, they'll find whatever the employer uh, offering is, particularly with multiple offerings, that's really their best bet. I know. Uh, 50% of millennials have delayed treatment because of cost. Only 15% of the other generation uh, you know, feel that way. So uh, of all these groups, I think the, the main takeaway here before we go into that last point is 91% of these groups want to be more pro want to be more proactive in managing their health. Something that's that's uh, of recent vintage, and I think is going to play a larger uh, part in the 2017 marketplace. That's what these folks are going to be looking for. Interesting uh, observation. Didn't realize that millennials were were that cost conscious for healthcare. Do you think that's just because they're kind of to use the uh, term "young and invincible"? Do you think that? I, has I to think do with so. It? And again, it, it, this is one of their first purchasing uh, opportunities in a new job setting, mm-hmm. and so they're being very careful with probably uh, very tight, limited uh, dollars based upon their their college debts that they're dragging with them. Uh, Sean, you know, I'd like you to jump in on this because I, I really want to uh, now spend the last uh, time here in, in talking about who these millennials are. Yeah, sure. Any any thoughts on, on your part? Well, on millennials, I think one of the things that I, I would do, just given from my own experience being, and, and I, it seems like yesterday when I was working for, for the Senate and uh, had, had to go through the, the decision of, you know which which employee uh, which which health insurance option to to purchase, and mm-hmm. some people that, that were my colleagues decided to not purchase anything, and I actually had right. healthcare conditions, and mm-hmm. uh, it was probably the, one of the best decisions I ever made as a millennial sure. to to purchase that because had I not mm-hmm. done that I would have been in, in a in a pickle, 
and mm-hmm. um, and so I think that's something that uh, that they need to to consider. But they they need to un- understand what what these other options are are too, because maybe maybe the 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 PPO might not be the best plan for them. But getting something like a a high deductible plan with telemedicine uh, for for something that 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 could be uh, be mo- relatively minor, which I would think some someone of the millennial generation would would be seeing, but then have that protection should yeah. something catastrophic happen. I think yeah. that's kind of the approach they should be taking. Yeah, good observation. So these folks are uh, they were born between 1980 and 2000, 2002. Interesting numbers. Uh, they make up one in three American workers today. They are the largest working generation in our workplace today. And they have different expectations of you know from their employers uh, than than previous generations. Uh, if they're not noted, one of the things I've seen in these statistics, if they're not noted uh, and and looked upon in terms of um, growth, these folks will leave after three years, and that's historically what we're seeing in the marketplace. Some of these are you know have have limited. Uh, uh, amount of time. Uh, if they are considered full-time employees working 30 hours a week or more, uh, I think their their job and their dollar responsibilities are limited. So they value voluntary non-traditional benefits. And I, I put some of these together. Non-traditional medical benefits, uh, since they have trouble in defining what a deductible and coinsurance is. So they look at things like gym memberships, transit benefits, wellness benefits, flex time and working virtually, mm-hmm. tuition reimbursement, and of course, as we said before, vision. Uh, and that really is, is an important consideration for millennials. Why vision is at the top of their list? Because obviously they need to see well to do their job, and it's their, some of them their first jobs. But most important, vision exams can detect uh, a multitude of diseases and health uh, considerations, such as diabetes, hypertension, autoimmune diseases, thyroid disease, and some tumors and, and cancer cells. So that's very important to this generation. Uh, vision was the only add-on benefit to experience increased enrollment this year from from the menu of voluntary benefits that are out there. 30% of employees aged 18 to 34, this generation we're talking about, use their vision benefits more than once in the past year as compared to only 18% of Generation Xers and 17% of baby boomers. So one in four millennials say vision is the most appealing part of a benefits package. And I think you can see now why. Mm-hmm. You mentioned uh, some of the non-traditional things like gym memberships and other things. that. That seems to be getting uh, a lot of traction from from people that I talk to. Yeah, very much so. And it also helps uh, with the wellness component, which is obviously an important part of the well, puzzle. Well, again, you know, the, the, these are young, vibrant people, um, very active, uh, you know, not only at work, but in their social settings. You know, they're either dating or they're at the very start of starting a family. So health and, and being uh, health conscious is very important to them. So as you indicated, you know, wellness programs or anything related to that is very important to them and how they can take care of their health. 
which is the point you made before about telehealth, you know, as as a very important consideration. You mentioned some finan- uh, you know, financial planning or financial tools or strategies that somebody could could use. W- would this be something that uh, a smart millennial would 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 start considering? Uh, yes. Building up their HSA stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the things that that younger generations have found value uh, at the workplace is getting the kind of help not only in terms of funding accounts, but also in the start of financial planning. Mm-hmm. Many of these people, again, it's their first job. Uh, they're starting a family, perhaps maybe considering uh, looking for, uh, you know, buying a home. So these financial decisions, they look for help, you know, from others. And yes, it could be from the local stockbroker uh, that's maybe servicing the pension plan at work, but more than likely, it's a benefit consultant of some type at the at the workplace. Mm-hmm. That's why they value what the employer brings to the table as far as services for for these employees. Mm-hmm. Well, these are just all uh, just really important decisions that I think any generation should 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 take time to uh, to really consider to consider planning for all of this. Um, any any final thoughts, Stuart? Looks like we got about a minute left in the program. Looks like we covered a lot of ground. I'm really excited to write up uh, the commentary about it uh, after the show. Yeah. I think I would just uh, voice what you have said before, which is employers need to look carefully at what they're offering, not not only just the bottom line cost, but search for value. Do their employees really value what they're putting on the table? Uh, if there could be uh, you know, some changes made, uh, obviously here we are, we're talking about preparation for open enrollment season. Maybe this is the time, looking into the 2017 open enrollment season, maybe this is the time to look at some of those things before they look uh, at their renewal notices. Right, because we know that those renewal notices, at least from every indication we've seen, are going to be pretty pretty bad, aren't they? Yeah. So, so what we're really looking at is uh, for what those renewal notices are going to bring dollar-wise, uh, is their value, which is which is perceived both by the employer as well as the employees. You know, are they getting a, a, a good bang for the buck uh, from their employees, from the HR department? You know, what are they collectively seeing from inside the workplace? Right, right. All right. Well, that that's uh, that sounds good, Stuart. Um, What's the website that folks can reach at? Uh, would be RenaissanceCaptiveSolutions.com. Okay. Renaissance Captive Solutions is uh, is the place to, to reach Stuart. Stuart, thank you so much for, for taking the time to, to join us here on the program. I wish we had another hour because we could, we could uh, continue to cover more, but we look forward to having you uh, back again uh, for the next one. Happy to be with you, All Sean. Right. Thank you. Thanks, Stuart. That was Stuart Sullivan, president of State Consulting, and I am Sean McGuire. Thank you so much again for taking the time to, to listen to the program. By the way, if you need any help with getting through all these difficult decisions, would like to have somebody come out there and uh, do an evaluation of your current situation, talk to you about some ideas, happy to, to make that happen, just uh, go ahead and get in touch with me. Our website is edbellisinc.com. It's edbellisinc.com. That is the organization. I am the, the founder and president of, and I would love to come and talk to you about this and other ways to improve your organization. Until next time, we will see you next week.